Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining the World of Meat Network here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Virginia Grenier, on the Author Spotlight Show. Before I jump into today's show, I'm going to quickly share with you what we have coming up this week here at the World of Ink Network. If you are into romance writing and into romance books, Marsha Cook will be on tomorrow night with Naughty Nights. She will be um, talking with publisher Gina Kincaid and several of the authors from uh, the Naughty Nights um, group. So if you want to tune into that, you definitely um, will get a lot of fun and um, information as well as some good titles in the romance genre. Um, that will be tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific. And then our next show that we have will be with Willow Cross and Jennifer Malone Wright. They will be on Wednesday for the Writers Cafe, so you can definitely tune into that. Uh, they will be discussing uh, dealing with, uh, with negativity and the negative climate, as well as upcoming movies and TV shows on um, the Writers Cafe. One of the uh, new additions to the show is Good Things, which will allow listeners to email or call in to nominate someone who brings light and joy to the world. Uh, and for a free prize, um, will be provided by the host as well. So they're going to be doing a giveaway on the show. Um, definitely tune into that show if you want to just kind of have some fun, um, hear from some writers who are doing something a little bit different. Um, and talking kind of about current events and stuff like that. So um, definitely tune into that show on Wednesday. That will be at um, 3 Eastern, 2 <laughs> Central, 1 Mountain, and noon Pacific time on Wednesday. And then we have Elizabeth Black um, into the abyss on Thursday. She will be joined by Josh uh, Mer- uh, Merleman who will be on the show. They will be talking about his critically acclaimed novel, Bird Box, as well as the fact that he is the lead singer of the rock band, The High Strung. So definitely tune into that Thursday if you're more into a little bit more of the paranormal thriller um, adventure kind of books as well. So it'll be with Elizabeth Black, um, Into the Abyss, on Thursday, and that will be at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, 2 Mountain, and 1 Pacific. That's what we have coming up here at the World of Ink. So today's show, of course, is the author spotlight, and I am being joined by uh, Mona uh, Haynes on the show today. We'll be talking about her picture books that she has published um, through Halo Publishing, 
So welcome to the show, Mona. How are you doing? Doing fine, thank you. So I would love for you to share with our listeners a little bit about your background, because I know you have two picture books that you've written, but you've actually worked with um, kids before you started being an author. So would you mind kind of sharing a little bit of your background and what got you from what you used to do into writing for children? Sure. Uh, well, I've worked several years, uh, still working. I work with small children. Um, I've done daycare for 34 years. Uh, I have a lot of kids come through my home, and and uh, I've also worked with youth groups of all ages and always just encouraged them to write, 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 you know, keep a journal, and uh, it just you know I just love reaching the the kids and, and working with the kids. And then what what led you to decide to sit down and actually start writing for children? Because I mean, a lot of there's a lot of teachers, there's a lot of daycare people, there's you know pediatricians. So I'm just kind of curious, what made you decide to take that leap and actually go into publishing a book? Well, I actually had published um, the first book, you know, for my son. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a story that we had in our family, and it's just, it's, it's just a wonderful, it's just a wonderful story that I really wanted to reach out because I believe so much in my heart that every child needs to have someone that they know loves them unconditionally forever, and that's really where it stems from. And you know, it can help children. People, all ages, you know, just have a sense of security and just a sense of well-being, just knowing that there's, you know, someone that loves them unconditionally. Right. And I just wanted to get that message out there. And what can you tell us a little about your first book, the title of it, and and kind of um, what what the main main theme is for kids? Sure. Sure. Um, the first book. Um, that I that I had published was uh, uh, I love you three dots, and it is you know both books are so just so just so personal for me so you know that I just want the message out there. It's the first book I love you three dots was a a story that happened um, with my son and I. And um, I was teaching him about numbers, and um, he asked what three dots were for after every number. And I just explained to him that the numbers go on and on forever. They never end. And later that day, he actually came out with that and had said, you know how much I love you, Mommy? He says, I love you three dots. I will love you forever. It will never stop, just like the numbers. And that was when I was tucking him in. And I'd actually written that into a poem for him. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't forget it, and uh, it went into a story from there. So, and I just thought, wow, I would just love to share that. You know, I would like every child and every person to know. It doesn't matter. It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be a mother-child relationship. There's, right. you know, there's so many, you know, to have that special person in your life. Well, I think it's important too for kids to to have books that let them know. You know, there's there's always somebody out there who cares about them to help build their self-confidence, too, especially with, you know, a lot of the way the world is now. Um, you see so many kids who have less self-confidence than I think generations before did. 
Um, Absolutely. So I see that as as a good as a good thing, you know, for a child to to know that there's somebody out there who who will love them no matter what. Absolutely, and I've worked with a lot of those children, you know, um, you know, daycare children. Um, a lot of them come have great, you know, situations that they're in, great backgrounds, great families, and some of them not so great, you know. And I've worked with foster care, and those kids need to know that there's, you know, someone that loves them three, you know, someone loves them three dots. It doesn't, you know, it can be grandma, it can be grandpa, it could be mommy, daddy you know, your aunt, it could be a special neighbor, you know, someone, but they need to be reminded there's someone out there. And there's people that they love. They need to also remember the people in their life that they love unconditionally. Right. Yeah, no, that's oh. that's a great, great message. And I know after you wrote your first book, you've written your second book, which is um, He Loves Us All Three Dots. So what made you kind of take a jump from a more circular children's book to one because this one's more faith-based um, and more Christian yes. faith-based. So what, what yes, made the transition in, into the second book? You know, same same kind of theme but more uh, on a Christian level. What what was the the aha moment, I guess, for you on that one? <laughs> it was actually when I had left my son's room because I was tucking him in at night and he had told me he loves me three dots. I ran in my room and I jotted it down because I did not want to forget it. And um, I went back in to finish tucking him in, and that was actually the second conversation. I, I just saw that moment as a teaching moment. And, you know, in, in my personal life with my son, it's like, wow, he just told me an amazing thing, that he, you know, loves me unconditionally. He loves me forever. It's going to go on and on forever. And I used that moment as a teaching moment. Everything I believe can be a teaching moment. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I turned it around and I just said, you know, that to love someone that much is is just the most you could love anyone. And he says, yes. He actually said, yep. And so I turned it around right then to tell him, wow, you know, our Father in Heaven must love us all three dots. You know, that his love goes on and on forever. And I wanted that to be a teaching moment for him. Mm-hmm. That's something that he could really understand. And... um I, I as soon as I'd written the the first poem, I and I had had the conversation with my son. I thought I definitely wanted to put that into a book to have that message out there for young and old yeah, children's book. Right. Yeah, but to get the message out there. Now, are there uh, any tips that you can give those listening who um, pick up your books for ways that they can use them for those kind of teaching moments? Um, some some ideas maybe that parents can put in practice because I know you know a lot a lot of parents tend to jump from you know the touch and feel kind of board books with their with their mm-hmm. young toddlers to sometimes jumping over picture books but not spending enough time with picture books which I think is such a disservice for young children because picture books you know doesn't just isn't just teaching them to read with words but they also have the pictures to help them understand concepts. So I'm just kind of curious. Do you have do you have any tips or anything that you've done when you've gone out as an author, talking you know to kids, sharing your books with you know your son, other kids that teachers can put into practice um, with them? Oh, absolutely. 
it's nice to be able to pick up the book, um, as you had said, and, and read the book and read the story. That's great. But you can also talk about the pictures and, you know, relate them to any age that you're working with. You know, and you can talk about the pictures and, well, what's this little boy saying? And, what are, you know, he and his mom, they're looking at a book. What do you think they're talking about? They can come up with their own stories and they can add on and they can, you know, with their faith, what they want to teach their child, about, you know, about, you know, being loved three dots. And um, it, it's really, really versatile. It could be used in a lot of ways. And you can sit with your kids and make up more stories and add on to the story and keep going with the story, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, and that's, that's really great uh, information. What, what, what would you say is, is one of the things that you love most about writing, especially for kids? Just opening up their minds and, and, and touching their hearts, you know, something that they can relate to or maybe something they can grab on later on. They may not... My son taught me that when he was four years old. Um, he, I didn't think he was really listening too awfully much, but obviously there was a seed planted, and he, and he did remember what I had said. And thinking that when you open a book and you sit with a child, and, you know, so many people, sometimes they'll just read a book and they close the book, they're done. And they don't really realize that that seed has been planted, and, and that's that's a moment that they're probably going to remember and just knowing that you can touch their touch their minds and open their minds a little bit and touch their heart and and start conversations and just bond with them that's just the most amazing thing for me to think of the first time I had heard my book yeah the first time I had heard my book being read to a child I actually left it in a hospital waiting room in a in the children's um, pediatric ward and yeah. I stood out. I stood outside the the waiting area, and I stood there listening as this mom shared this book with this little girl, and it was the most amazing thing. And I stood there and just listening and, and just peeking around and watching, and it was just so amazing knowing that I had written that and they could share that. Yeah, and uh, that was <laughs> that was amazing. Do you have any other um, stories like that that you? You know, since you, your books have been out, I mean, I know um, "He Loves You Three Dots" is, is recently being released. But um, ha- have you gotten any emails, or have you ever, like, when you've been out doing signings, have, what other experiences have you had as an author, like, to watch what you're, what you, because I mean, that's one thing I think why sometimes authors write is, you know, you want to share what, whatever touched you with others, and so I'm just kind of curious. Right. It, it, is there anything else that you've had that's been experienced throughout this process that you can share with us? It's It's been amazing. Yes, I actually have. And actually, when I first written this book, I was thinking it was for children. And I'm thinking, what an awesome moment, you know, between mother and son. And then as I began doing these book signings, it was amazing to me. And, and that's when it came to light. It's not just a mother and son. I actually had one woman... Um, she was in her 50s, and she had bought two copies of the book, thought they were for her grandchildren. And she said, well, no, one is for my son. And she says, I want this one for my mother. Aww. She loved the illustrations, and she loved the story. She shared it with her mother. So I thought that was really sweet. And I had one person tell me that he was going to give it to his girlfriend 
and uh, use it to propose. And I said, well, that's interesting. So that was really sweet. Yeah. So that that was fun. Yeah, you know, and it's true. You know, now you mentioned that I can actually see your book being more as a book to give, you know, as a gift to any age group, not just focusing on children. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're right. I mean, it's a message. I mean, obviously, we love people of all ages in our lives. Exactly. Why give, you know, why can't you give them a picture book? You know, I mean, because you think about. It, I mean, I've seen so many times at Barnes and Noble, they have like those little tiny, pocket-sized little books. And I've actually mm-hmm. gotten um, one of those ones from my kids because they know I like garden gnomes, and it was um, one on gnomes that they stuck in my stocking one year for Christmas. And I absolutely love it. Right. You know, and it's it's right. a little illustrated, little tiny, you know, small board kind of book thing. Um, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, absolutely. Now I'm like, I don't know why that didn't pop into my head. <laughs> and we have right. the holidays coming up, everybody, so definitely go check out these books. They're very cute. Um, right. Yeah. This this would be a great Valentine's book. I, yeah. I great. Had been thinking too. about that, and many people have purchased them for baby shower gifts, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true too. That it, this would make a really good Valentine Valentine's and baby shower gift. What what things are yeah. you doing right now as an author? Are you out doing signings? Are you at any? Because I know this is the time that a lot of the writers' conferences start up, and a lot of the festivals and. I know writers get really right. busy about this time of year. So do you have any plans, anything that you have going on yourself currently? I I need to get out there and do some of these fall festivals because they're just so much fun. Um, actually, I, I am contacting our local zoo because we have a lot of events going on at the zoo. So I have some things going on there. And uh, I just kind of look around for whatever might come my way and, and – uh, you know, take things a little easy. I should probably jump a little quicker, but you know, I just I just take things, you know, a little bit easy and and go with the festivals and things that are local and and have fun with it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good outlook to have too, because I mean, if you think about it, most people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off, and we're all frantic all the time. So. Mm-hmm. It's, I, and I can even hear as I'm talking about the phones, I mean, you, you tend to be more of a laid-back person, and it's just so nice because there's so many people, especially and um, what I do, where we're just, like, always wanting to be like, oh, my gosh, you know, I have to get on the air in the next few minutes, and I have this, and I have that, and, you know, just right. get that out, you know, and we advertise that <laughs> or always running it around. Right, right. Yeah. I don't really want to stress over it. I want to yeah. enjoy it, and I want to share it just with joy and I love doing the the interacting kids at schools. I love going to sharing my the, the books at the school. Um that's that's been a lot of fun. I go to different grades and, and I have a little presentation on, you know, um you know I, I encourage the writing. You know, a book starts in your head and in your heart, not a book that you have in your hand. That's not how it starts. You know? Yeah. So I, I walk them through the process of, you know, creating a book and having a story and and things like that. But I definitely want to enjoy, you know, the whole experience. And my goal is to share the message. And that's, no, and that's that's my goal. No, and that's a and that's a good goal to have. So, because you brought up how you share when you do go to schools, how you share the writing process um, with kids. What how, how do you start your day? Do you write every day or 
do you only write when something sparks in your mind? How does how does your creativity work for you? <laughs> oh, my mind just never stops. <laughs> uh, I write. Um, I do try to journal. I write things down just about every couple of days. But if something special happens, of course, I write that down. I'm constantly writing poetry. Um, you know, if something if something is really really touching my heart, I I just have I just write it down. I have to write it down, and then it comes out always in poetry form. Um, so that's that. You know. That's how it works. My mind is going all the time. Sometimes I just wake up in the night and I just jot down ideas. I've uh-huh. always got paper and pencil somewhere, and I'm always writing down an idea, a thought. Sometimes it's a line. Sometimes it's two lines. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I do it for fun. I do it for enjoyment. Um, you know, but there's things that I do love to share with with everybody, everyone that I can. Yeah. Now, because I know, obviously, as an author, you, most authors aren't illustrators, and I know your books were illustrated um, with an illustrator. What was it like turning basically over your words to somebody and to have them hopefully interpret what you wanted to get across? Do you feel that you guys had a really good relationship or that the illustrator got it right away on what, what you mm-hmm. were envisioning through your words? Actually, you know, I and, and I'm going to be very honest with you, I really prayed about that, and I had contacted um, the publisher, and, and I said, geez, if you could give me some ideas with, with, with illustrators, but I don't, want to, I don't need any names, I don't want to know male or female, just send me some work. You know, I wanted to pick by what kind of work that really spoke to me. So I picked mm-hmm. out this this artwork that I really loved and then I found out who it was and then I contacted who it was and said I love this work I I love your style and you know they're an artist they have so much to bring to the table I did not want to limit that person I wanted to give them a lot of freedom I only had asked three things of the illustrator and other than that I wanted her to have fun with it I didn't want her to be stressed out you know I wanted her to have fun and feel free to do a lot of things, and I think she just did an outstanding job. She she yeah. did did just a wonderful job with it. Yeah, I I love I love the fact that pictures are vivid, but yet they're it's it's more like a like a watercolor kind of pencil look mm-hmm. to me. The illustrations, mm-hmm. which is what I love, so there's a softness to them, even though you can vividly see the colors. You know, they're not mute colors at all. Right, right. Yeah, she did a terrific job. She did a beautiful job, and and like I said, I'd just given her three little stipulations, and and I and I'd actually told her at the beginning, you know, have fun with it, you know, have fun with it, and bring all your talent to the table. I didn't want to limit her, um, or feel like I was constricting her or limiting her, you know. Right. So, did did she ask to see pictures of you and your son? I mean, are 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 the mom and son in the books? based off you guys at all or did she just completely she just completely came up with that and it was just so ironic because she had sent me pictures of some of her previous work as she had created a character and she named the character Mona she said Mona was the character she had created a long time ago 
And it was just so funny. She says, I created a character named Mona. It's so ironic. But, um, no, she did not see any pictures of myself or my son. Uh, But I did ask her to make the little boy with dark hair and big blue eyes. Um, And she did did do that. But, no, she did not see any any pictures of us. We did throw in... Oh, I was going to say, and I know listeners, you know, who who go to, you know, who come to our website, the World of Ink, and look at the the banner for today's show. I mean, the hairstyle is very similar to yours and your author. <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought that was very ironic. It was very ironic. She did, she was just amazing. Um, but no, she hadn't seen hadn't seen any pictures. But there's a couple of personal things we did throw in there. Like with the little boy in the pajamas, I did ask her when she had um, sent me the pictures to to look at. I said, "Oh, that's great!" I said, "Can you make those dinosaur pajamas?" You know, because my son did have dinosaur pajamas, and so there's there's some few really really personal things in there that she did put in there for me, um, which was which was great. And she was great to work with. Such such a great person. Yeah, I, the whole I experience was very fun. It sounds like it. And- Picture books, unlike so many other books, I mean, there are so many parts and pieces and, and partnerships that go into making a picture book. And it's so funny because I don't think people realize it because, you know, most picture books are 24 to 32 pages. They think, oh, it's just this little book. It's quite easy to do. And I think when I talk to authors who write for the children's market, it seems like there is just so much more um, teamwork that goes into it and partnershiping that has to go into getting the book really together and out there mm-hmm. for the reader. And um, it just it amazes me because I know a lot of times, like the author and the illustrators are like not always in the same, even not even in the same state most of the time. And, you know, a lot of times the publishers aren't even in the same state. So it's just it's amazing to see the teamwork and the effort and the passion that goes behind writing these stories and getting them out and, and having it just all blend so beautifully together. And all come together, yes. Yeah, it's it, uh, both your books are, are beautiful. I've I've read them both. We were sent both um, both books, and we just we enjoyed them here at the World of Ink. Uh, where can where can our listeners find your books? Are they available as print books, ebooks, audio books? Yes, uh, they are available ebooks, and they are available print books. Uh, they can be ordered through Amazon, through um, your local bookstores. Um, so, so they're definitely out there. Um, and like I said, they are available on eBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they're, they shouldn't be too hard to find. So. And then do you have like an author website or a blog, any social media links that people can follow oh, do, more about I, you and your books? I do have a web page. Um, and, and there again, it's just, you know, Mona Haynes, um, three dots it's it's very simple and and uh just tells a little bit about the book um you know and where they can where they can find the books and can schools contact you through that page as well for uh school visits or site visits at the different schools yes yeah, yes i love to visit the schools and things like that and um yeah they can contact me through that and uh and uh it's all it's on the web page. All right. So, Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? 
Oh, just keep reading and keep writing. <laughs> have All fun right, well, and have fun with it. Well, thank you, Mona, for being on the show. It's been great having you on and talking about your books. I love you three dots, and he loves us all three dots. And I hope our listeners thank will go you. check them out because they're, they're beautiful books. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. We wish you much success. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Um, so for those who um, are tuning in to the end, unfortunately, of our um, interview tonight, that was Mona Haynes. She is the author of I Love You Three Dots and He Loves Us All Three Dots. They are published by Halo Publishing. You can find them at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, anywhere um, any major bookstore um, has them. If you have a small mom-and-pop shop, you can request them. They are available through the Ingram um, distribution uh, source. So if your bookstore doesn't have it, you can just request by title and the author, and um, they should be able to get the books ordered in for you. Um, and we will have that information, of course, up at worldofinknetwork.blogspot.com at worldofinknetwork.com as well. And, of course, the information is on our page tonight. Um for the author spotlight as well. Um, just for those who also are curious of what other shows we have coming up um, in the future of this week, we do have um, some great shows lined up. Actually, we have a show every day this week. It's been pretty crazy. But we are back up and running because it is fall, so that is why. So um, for those who are into romance writing and into reading romance novels, you definitely want to tune in tomorrow night, Tuesday, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific for the Naughty Nights with Marsha Casper Cook. She will be joined by Gina Kincaid from Naughty Nights, who will also have several of her authors um, talking about their books. They will have the phone lines open, so you can call in, you can ask questions. So if you're a writer who wants to get into romance writing or are writing in romance but are struggling, call in, ask questions. Marsha, Gina, and all the authors that will be joining them will be more than happy to answer your questions. If you're just a fan, they'd love to hear from you as well because obviously authors love talking to their fans. So definitely tune into that show again. That is at 9 p.m. Eastern, Naughty Nights with Marsha Cook. And then on Wednesday, Willow Cross will be joined with Jennifer uh, Malone, right? And they will have the Writers Cafe show Wednesday night, or actually Wednesday afternoon, sorry. And they will be uh, discussing dealing with negativity in the current negative climate, as well as upcoming movies and TV shows. And the new addition to the show will be Good Things, which allow listeners to email, call um, call in to nominate someone who brings light and joy into their world. And there will be a free prize provided by the host for that night, so there will be a giveaway um, as part of Wednesday's show. That show will air at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 Central, 1 Pacific, and new. I'm sorry, one Mountain and Noon Pacific Time. And that will be uh, the Writer's Cafe with Willow, Willow Cross and Jennifer Malone. And then Thursday, Elizabeth Black will be on with Into the Abyss. She will be um, having a guest who um, is writer Josh Merleman, and he um, will be on the show talking about his critically acclaimed novel, Bird Box. He is also lead singer of the rock band The High Strung, so tune into that show on Thursday afternoon. That will be at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, 2 Pacific, I'm sorry, 2 Mountain, 1 Pacific. I am getting my time zones off today. So those are what we have lined up um, into the rest of the week. And then obviously those shows will let you know what we have coming up for the weekend. 
for those who are wanting to know about shows I have coming up, I will not have a show um, this coming Sunday on the 9th. Normally I do a, um, we just debuted our new show on Sunday. It's called Sunday Reads. I will not be doing a show on the 9th, but I will have a show on the 10th. We will be back with the um, Author Spotlight show. And then I will also be back um, on the 16th for the Sunday Reads. And then I will let you know from there any other shows I've coming up. And, of course, we'll, so will the other hosts as they do their shows. If you are looking for a show that we've had that you missed, you can catch all our shows on demand at blogtalkradio.com forward slash world of ink. You'll see our on-demand episodes. You can tune into those. We have a really great one um, with Jack Remick and Marsha Cook that they just did back on September 20th. Lots of information, especially for those budding um, writers. So tune into that. Uh, go listen to that podcast. And as well, you can catch any of our other podcasts there as well. We thank you for listening to the World of Ink Network. We wish you guys all a wonderful night. Take care. Bye-bye. Follow me to the World of Ink.